All right, all right, all right. Hello, City First Church. It is really, really good to have you here in person or online. And you believe it, December is finally here. That means that Christmas is just around the corner and the Christmas season has officially started. And like Lisa just mentioned, you know, there's this little game going on today. But this is what I want to do. I want to ask, are there any Minnesota Viking fans here? All right. For all the Minnesota Viking fans, can we just stand in solidarity today? Can we just do that? Because the enemy of an enemy is a new friend, right? And so I just, uh, I'm just going to ask that the Viking fans pray for us Bears fans. Is that all right? Well, anyway, no, I tell you, it's always fun around here. We have a great competition going on here at City First between the Vikings, and, or between the Bears, well, Vikings too, and between the uh, Bears and the Packers, and today's going to be fun. But uh, you know what? I'm just glad it's Christmas season. It's one of my favorite times of the year, uh, not only because of the traditions that we have as families and friends and the fact that there's Christmas lights on and such like that. But most importantly, I love Christmas because of what we remember. We remember that 2,000 years ago, Jesus came as a rescuer for you and I, and now we can have a personal relationship with our Creator. And so that's what we're going to focus on for this month. And this is really a season of peace and love and joy. And I want you guys to know that Jen and I are praying for each and every one of you, even if it's your first time here, that this would be a season of those things, peace and love and joy, not craziness and hecticness and trying to figure out how to buy the gifts and all those things that we made Christmas into, but rather, let's make um, kind of a promise to one another. We're going to do our best to make it a season of peace and love and joy and focus on the real reason for the season, right? And so that's why we begin this series today called Make Room, because we want to talk about making room for the real reason for the season. And then on top of that, today and next weekend, we have our legacy offering. It's our annual end-of-year offering that basically it funds all kinds of ministry into the next 365 days. In fact, when you walked in to a physical location, um, you saw one of these on your seats. You can take this with you. Here's a little kind of report of what happened in the last 365 days because of last year's legacy offering. And you know what? You can take it home and see all that God has done. If you're watching online, there's a digital copy for you also. But really, Christmas is all about giving. It's about God who gave his one and only son and set into motion the greatest rescue mission of all time. In fact, God gave us Jesus. And you know, our lives and our world will never be the same again. And you say, well, why did God have to give us Jesus? Well, this is why. He was making room in his family for you and I. Do you understand that? He was making room for us. He was also making room for us in heaven. In fact, the Bible says that, that, that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us, that someday on the other side of the craziness and the pain and sometimes the devastation of this life, that guess what? We have a heaven waiting for us if Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He was making room for us. He's also making room for us to have a relationship with him. You know that the God that created you is not a thousand miles away floating on a cloud somewhere with a white beard down to here, ready to strike you with lightning the minute that you screw up. That is not the God that we serve. We serve a God that made room for relationship. He wants to have relationship. In fact, it says in the book of Galatians, it says this, 
But when the right time came, God sent his son who was born of a woman and lived under the law. God did this so that he could buy freedom. You know, when you, when you purchase a gift, it costs you something, right? Like when you get a gift this month for your kids or your parents or your coworker or whoever, it costs you. Well, you know what? God, he paid a huge price. He sent his son, and it said that his son, you know, was also under the law, but also that we could become his children. So this gift is that we could become children of God. And since you are God's children, God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, and the spirit cries out, Father. In other words, we've been adopted into God's family, so that now you are not a slave. You go, a slave? Yeah, a slave to sin, a slave to the curse of sin, but rather you are God's child, and God will give you the blessing he promised because you are his child. You're his child. You know what? Uh, you now have a relationship with God. And, uh, you know, we're invited into this relationship, which means that our sin is forgiven, and that we can have a relationship with our Creator in heaven as our home someday. All this was because God made room for us. But this doesn't happen automatically. In other words, just because God has a gift doesn't mean that we automatically give it. Like with any gift giving, you have to receive it. Does that make sense? So we have to receive this gift from God. We have to choose to be a part of God's family. In the same way that you kind of didn't physically inherit your faith from your grandpa or your grandma or whatever, in the same way you have to, in a sense, receive it for yourself, make it personal. You didn't earn it. You have to invite Jesus into your heart and into your life. And I love there's a verse in Revelation, which I know is kind of like a hairy, scary book. I mean, if you ever read the Bible, you read Revelation, it's kind of like, whoa, what's going on here, you know? But really, there's this awesome verse in there that says this in Revelation 3.20. God is speaking firsthand. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. In other words, that metaphor of eating means relationship. God stands at the door. Jesus stands at the door of our life, of our heart, you could say, and knocks. And we have to in invite him in. He's not like the SWAT team or something like that. It's going to take a, a, a ramming bar and come through the door of your life. He's not going to do that. Instead, you must open the door. This year has been um, a, a pretty exciting year for the DeWart family. Uh, our oldest son, uh, you know, got married. And in a sense, we made room for a new family member. So Caden Caden, uh, you know, got married to the beautiful Dakota Peoples, now Dakota DeWord. Here's a little picture of the wedding day. It was uh, a magical, amazing, and anointed moment. And, uh, and you know what? You're sitting here watching your, your, your firstborn get, get married, and you're thinking, where did the time go? 23 years ago, when over 23 years ago, when Jen was pregnant with Caden, um, we knew that he was going to be born sometime in the month of March, the year 2000. We knew that. 
And, and, and this meant that we as a, a young couple, we had just been married only a few years, and, and you know what, we, we, we were trying to make room for this new baby, right? We knew, we knew Caden was coming, and, and yet we didn't know the exact day, but we began to make room. In fact, we didn't have a lot of money, um, as a lot of young couples don't, and we got creative. Back then, they didn't really have, like, you know, internet, we didn't have, like, you know, smartphones and everything where you get all these creative pinterest ideas on how to make a baby room but rather instead you had to like go buy a magazine and so you know Jen would go buy some magazines and 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 you know affordable ways to make a baby room right and so we got intentional and we began to like paint and we began to like put together Ikea furniture we began to do all the things right and we were making room we were making room 20 months after Caden was born um, our second son, Connor, came along 20 months later, and again, we had to make room. In fact, we had a little, a little like, cube office, kind of little cubicle office area in our home, and, and, uh, and so we decided to move Caden um, there and make it a toddler room, and we gave Connor Caden's room, and again, we made room. We made room. It took a lot of work. It was not something that happened by mistake. It took planning, it took sweat equity, it took some money, and in addition to the physical spaces that we were creating for our kids, we also made room in our hearts, we made room in our lives, we made room in our schedules, because how many know that a newborn doesn't care about your schedule, right? And, and so we had to make room for the newborn in our schedule, we had to carve out space we made room in our home. Why? Why do we do all this? Because we made room for what we were expecting. And that's really important this month to remember that. Let me put it in another way. Your expectation determines your preparation, all right? So my question to each and every one of us that are listening right now, whether we're in person at a City First location or watching in our living room or on our smartphone online, I want to ask you, this Christmas season, what's your expectation? What do you want to see God do? What do you want to see God do in your life personally? What do you see, want to see God do in your family? What do you want to see God do in your friendship group? What's your expectation? In other words, does your preparation match your expectation? If you have an expectation, are you making preparations for that? You know, are you preparing for the presence of God this Christmas season? Are you making room? Or are you just going to approach this month like any other month and just kind of like take it as it comes? Or this Christmas season, could there be something more than just lights and Santa and trees and the, you know, hurrying and hustle and bustle of like trying to buy gifts by the deadline, could it be a little bit more than that? Could it be about the presence of God? And if so, what are you doing to create space for the presence of Jesus this Christmas season? I ask you this as a diagnostic question because I think all of us need to prepare. It's not just going to happen 
by mistake. In fact, if you look at this season, the next few weeks, the same way that you look at any other season of the year, you know, and just kind of say, well, I'm going to do the same thing over and over again, and I'm going to hope for the presence of God. Well, there's this little saying that, that says insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You know, if we want the presence of God in our lives, we need to be intentional about it. We need to make room. Because God shows up, but when he shows up, if our lives are super overcrowded, then the presence of God can't impact us the way that God wants to. You know, it's like there's no room. Kind of like 2,000 years ago. Like the original Christmas story. That when Mary and Joseph are traveling approximately 80 to 90 miles on horseback or on the back of a donkey. We don't know. But going from Nazareth, their hometown, to Bethlehem so they could go pay taxes. How would you like to travel on a donkey for 90 miles to go pay your taxes, right? That's super fun. That's what they did. And as Mary is in her third trimester... It says in the book of Luke, chapter 2, it says that they arrive in Bethlehem. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snuggling in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was, listen, no lodging available for them. Other translations say there was no room. There was no room. The Son of God was arriving. The divine presence, the manifest presence of God was showing up on earth and yet the people of Bethlehem had lives that were too full and couldn't fit him in. Their lives were too full, their homes were too full, their, their, their business moments, their entertainment, all the things that comprised their life was too full for Jesus to be invited in. They could have had the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, literally God himself, could have resided in one of their homes, and yet they were too full. The divine was knocking on the door, and they didn't answer. You know, and, and, and we could look back at that and be like, well, how dumb are they? Well, you know what? Sometimes we can do the same thing. Our lives can be so full of the stress and the hustle and bustle of the season and all the plans and the preparation and even good things, not even bad things, full of all kinds of good things that the divine starts knocking on the heart and yet we're too busy. It's kind of like Thanksgiving leftovers, all right? One of my favorite parts about Thanksgiving is the leftovers. How many of you are with me? Turkey, gravy, dressing, ham, pumpkin pie, right? Okay. I, I, I always love it when, when, you know what, Jen makes a little too much because that means for the next few days, we're going to have turkey, we're going to have gravy. We're gonna, I mean, I love leftovers. In fact, Jen will ask me, like, two days later, what do you want for lunch? I'm like, you know what I want for lunch. I want the leftovers, right? But here's the problem, and, and sometimes this happens. If there are too many leftovers and there's too much stuff in your refrigerator, pretty soon that food starts going bad. And so you go to get new groceries, right? And all of us find at, at some points probably, you know, this dilemma that you start getting like some fresh food, but you got to get rid of the old stuff. So you have to make room for the new by removing the old. You have to remove the old to, in a sense, make room for the new. And if you're 
in a sense, your refrigerator, your life is already full of all kinds of stuff. You can't fit anything new. And so, let's just say this Christmas season, that you say to yourself, you know what? What I'd really like to do is I'd really like to get some fresh presence of God. I really need the presence of God. I, I, yeah, I experienced God days, weeks, months ago, but I really need a touch of God. I want this Christmas season to be different. I don't want it to just, I don't want to survive the holidays. I was talking to a friend of mine named John who works at retail out at Cherry Creek Mall in Denver, Colorado. And you know what? If you're in retail, this is like go time, right? And he, I asked him, I go, are you going to have a good Christmas? He goes, I just want to get through it. And I get that. I get that, all right? Well, I don't, I, I don't work retail, so I can't say I personally get it, but I do, I do understand what he's saying. And I said to him, I go, John, I go, I hope that you carve out some time to have the real presence of God, the real presence of Christmas. And for us to do that, maybe, just maybe, for those of us that maybe um, have a lot of entertainment, if we want to have the presence of God, maybe we need to get rid of, you know, binging on Netflix for hours every weekend. You know? And, and we say, you know, if I need the presence of God, I'm going I'm to do a little less Yellowstone and a little bit more maybe just taking a half hour and opening up the Word of God or, or, or listening to some worship songs or praying, you know? Maybe some of us this Christmas season, we need some hope. We need some hope. Well, to get more hope, maybe that means that you need to... Um, get rid of some negativity because there's a lot of negativity right now. Some of you, your, your home screens are set to your favorite news online outlet. And, and you know what? This is the one thing I know about the news is that every time you look at it, it's negative, right? And uh, maybe, maybe just for this season, maybe you need to change your home screen. Maybe you need to not allow negative people, negative Nancy and Ned, to be able to speak into your life anymore. Maybe you need to, maybe you need to put them on mute, all right? And instead, you say, I need some hope. How about some blessing? You're like, oh, God, I need some blessing. I really need the blessing of God in my life this Christmas season. Well, here's the thing. Maybe for that to happen, we need to get rid of some compromise because God can't bless a life that's full of compromise. I know that's a little bitey, but it's true. I can't live the way I want and then expect God to bless me. I need to live the way that he wants me to live, and when I do that, his blessings will come. Maybe for some of us, it's joy. Maybe it's joy. It's like we just need joy um, this Christmas season. And if that's you, maybe then you say, well, if I want joy, I need to probably um, delete my social media app because... Uh, <laughs> Because here's the reason why. Or move it, you know, pages away from your home screen on your smartphone. Here's the reason why. Every time you look at social media, you feel discontented because you see what other people have or what they're doing and you feel less than. And so maybe if you want joy, maybe, you know, the biggest thing that is competing against your joy is that whole comparison monster. So you're like, oh, come and do that. All right. Maybe speaking of contentment, maybe you're like, I need contentment. Well, then maybe you need to get rid of complaining. Because <laughs> here's the thing, 
you can't be joyful and full of contentment at the same time that your tongue is talking about all the things you're frustrated about, that you're angry about, complaining about. You, you ever met anybody? Don't point. You ever met anybody? <laughs> Every time you see them, they're in a bad mood and they get you in a bad mood because they're complaining, right? You know, you got to be careful about complaining. How about peace? Peace that passes all understanding this Christmas season. Well, if you want peace, maybe you got to get rid of a little bit of busyness because right now your calendar is wall to wall. You have no time. You have no time. And I know that there's work demands, there's family demands, there's parenting demands or whatever else. I get it, so I'm not trying to say that you can just wipe your schedule and do nothing. But could you find a little space of time to be able to have peace? peace and that means that the empty margins you do have don't fill it with other things instead have peace how about the last thing generosity like we're going to talk about here in a moment with legacy you know generosity like i need to be more generous well maybe then we need to in a sense get rid of our materialism our materialism that is always wanting something to give us that adrenaline hit that new thing that we're we're always needing to buy. Maybe, maybe instead of buying stuff that we say, God, we want to be able to take a portion of what the money that you've given to me and we want to invest it into your kingdom. Again, these are just ways, just ways that we need to, in a sense, make room for the divine in our schedules, in our priorities, in our homes and in our hearts to prepare a way for Jesus. Jesus didn't come from heaven to give us a relationship that is based upon religion, but rather a relationship that was based upon his gift of his presence. Does that make sense? And he's knocking at the door of our heart. And I believe this with all my heart, that this Christmas season, Jesus is saying, I want to have a deeper relationship with you. The greatest gift ever given to us, he wants to give to you himself and the greatest gift that we could give to him is ourselves. So let me say it this way. Your expectation plus your preparation makes room for a heavenly visitation. A heavenly visitation this Christmas season. And for those of you that have followed Jesus for even a long time, I'm going to ask you to also think to yourself, what is your expectation? This Christmas season. Yeah, you've, you've been a Christ follower for maybe dozens of them. Dozens of Christmas seasons. What are you going to do this Christmas season to make room? One of the things that we're going to help you with as a church, and we mentioned it earlier in the announcement video, but we have an Advent-like um, reading plan. It will take you 10 to 15 minutes a day. It's not that long. In fact, right now, I give you permission to take out your, your smartphone, open up your photo app. Please take a screenshot of this or go to the link of this. And what we are doing is we are providing this so that every day from now until Christmas, you can take 10 or 15 minutes and focus on inviting the presence of Jesus into your life is there room for Jesus in your schedule is there room for Jesus in your conversations is there room for Jesus in your home he wants to come in and when he does everything changes open the 
door and invite him in. Remove some of the extra old stuff and make room for him. And when he comes in, as we close, when he comes in, guess what? His presence creates different priorities in our life. And as you know, um, this weekend and next weekend, we have the annual legacy offering and, uh, and we do this on purpose right at the beginning of the Christmas season every year. We've done it for a long, long time. The reason why is because we want to have the right priorities this Christmas, not only in our heart, but in our actions. And what we do is there's, there's this end-of-year legacy offering, and this is the only offering, by the way, that we say we'd love to see everybody involved you know, many times when people come to church, the other, the other you know, 50 weeks of the year outside of these two weekends, um, we, we just say, hey, if you want to give, you can if you're a part of the City First Church family. But for these two weekends, we just say pick one weekend and, and just be all in and say, you know, we want to give because here's the reason why. Our obedient generosity and giving actually sets the pace and the tone for the next 365 days of everything that we do as ministry through this church. Yes, the weekly giving definitely helps, but this is the acceleration. This is when gas gets poured on the fire. And if you say, what does it go to? After you leave, take this booklet with you and you'll see what happened in the last 365 days. And as we give... What we do is we say, God, your priorities need to be my priority this Christmas season. And even if it's a little or it's a lot, it's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. Could this be the best and the first gift of the Christmas season, giving back to God a small portion of what he's given to us? And so in a moment, we're going to go ahead and give, but I want you to see what your giving goes towards. I want you to see what God has done in the last 365 days because of last year's legacy offerings. And I want you to see that heaven has become more crowded and people's lives have changed because we decided to do something with Jesus' priorities. Watch this. senior pastors of City First Church for over 15 years. And in that time, we've seen God do amazing things. Miracles have happened, lives have been forever changed, freedom has been found. But this year, 2022, was special. It was significant. God did more than we could dare ask, dream, or imagine. Because of your generosity, We've seen the vision of City First accelerated as we've been able to focus on five specific areas of impact through Legacy 2022. City First.
First is committed to bringing practical help and hope in Jesus' name to those right in our backyard. We are continuing to partner with Midwest Community Food Bank in Cape Coral, Florida, and the Northern Illinois Food Bank right here in the Rockford region. And together, we have given away over 3.2 million pounds of food since we began in 2020. That's right, that is over 40,000 families and 190,000 individuals who have been fed because of your immense generosity. The holidays can be hard for so many families. So at City First, we purpose to bring the hope and joy of Jesus yes. during the season. And because of your generosity, we provided more than 2,000 Thanksgiving meals feeding the hurting and homeless at the Rockford Rescue Mission. In the Cape Coral area, partnering with the amazing local organizations, we were able to provide Thanksgiving meals for over 7,000 individuals. We were also able to provide 2,500 Christmas presents to impoverished students in our local schools here in Rockford, State Line, and Cape Coral area. So thank you, City First. As many of you know, one of our favorite ministries here at City First Church is Champions Club our state-of-the-art ministry for individuals with special needs. This year, Champions Club hit a milestone as we celebrated its 10-year anniversary. A decade of ministry means hundreds of lives have been changed by God and families have found home here at City First, a place where everyone can belong. This year, we also hosted a drive-through prom event for individuals with special needs, partnering with Tim Tebow's foundation, Night to Shine. Hey everyone, I'm excited to let you know that we as a church were able to provide over 2,300 backpacks for students in need this year. We delivered backpacks full with school supplies to seven schools in Rockford and three schools in the Cape Coral area. And we also blessed students with 100 new pairs of shoes. Thank you for investing in the next generation. Hello, I am Taryn Turner, the principal of Ellis Elementary School. Thank you City First Church for your generous donation of backpacks. It truly does make a difference. It allowed our students to feel confident having everything that they needed to start the school year. That impact that you had on Ellis Elementary School will be spread throughout the city of Rockford and the students in our community. We really appreciate it, thank you. It's fierce wind spinning at nearly 150 Look at the action here on these A major category four storm outside for the I've only been in here two years. Yeah. 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 I'm renting right now. It was rent to buy, so I don't know what's going to happen. I went out on my back porch and I looked out, and all I could see was my whole backyard looked like a crick bed. Yeah. It was yeah. just, just disgust like this. 
And I'm sitting there and I had some tapes and I thought I just got to calm down. And I took, had a God Will Make a Way CD and yeah. I was playing it. And I just said, I know, I know you're not going to give me more than I can handle. We just want to help you and make sure that we can get you back to yes. normal as fast as possible. And it's going to be a long road. We get yes. it. But if we can help in any way, we're just no, going to continue to do it. Just knowing somebody's there yeah. yes. really means so much. It really does. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we're here. Okay. And uh, we're going to be here more than just a day or yep. two. We're going to continue an effort, and but we're going to be here. You guys are so wonderful. Yeah, awesome. I'm Thank so you. happy. Thank you. The impact of Hurricane Ian has been devastating. We've talked with so many people whose lives were changed overnight. People like Patty, whose home we saw earlier, or like cancer survivor Mark and his wife Jackie, who were simply overwhelmed by the severe damage that their home endured. They were wondering how they'd make it through. And then City First Church showed up with a team of volunteers. Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chris, location pastor here at City First Church, Cape Coral, and we are here at our 13th food distribution in three weeks. It has been such a blessing that the church gets to be the church, the hands and the feet of Jesus. We have been able to meet the tangible needs of so many people, but also the spiritual needs. And so every single one of these cars, every box that we put into a trunk, every case of water that we've given to a family, there's a story on the other end of that. I literally just got done talking to a family and they were talking about how they just got through the storm. They have no place to live. They cannot live in their home anymore. And tonight they're sleeping in their storage unit. And these stories are just happening over and over and over. And we're just so thankful that whether it's a box of food or a case of water, we're able to bring the hope of Jesus. So from Cape Coral, I just wanna take a second and I wanna say thank you so much. Thank you City First Church for praying. Thank you for giving. Thank you for serving. Thank you for from all across the country coming down and being one church in many locations. Because of you, in just a matter of weeks, we were able to distribute over one million pounds of food, water, supplies, and baby products to those desperately in need. More than 2,000 civilians dead in the first week of war with Russia, say the Ukrainians. Here in the Ukrainian capital, Kyiv, half the population, that's two million people, have already fled. We felt as a church a call to action. When news broke out of the war in Ukraine, we immediately partnered with Convoy of Hope, who were boots on the ground and were a part of serving 2.1 million people in 102 cities and villages, all because of your generosity. Hey, Pastor Jeremy and everyone at City First Church. I just wanted to take a moment to personally say thank you for your amazing generosity. God has used your legacy giving to empower a global movement of compassion, which has truly been remarkable. Thank you for your trust in Convoy. 2022 has been a miraculous year of hope. 
Together with you this year, we've fed 465,000 children every school day in 30 different countries. We empowered and equipped over 35,000 women and girls, and we responded to more than 65 disasters or humanitarian crises worldwide. And together, we served over 29 million people over the last year and distributed more than 22 million meals. Together, we are bringing light to dark places and delivering hope to people who need it most. So on behalf of everyone at Convoy of Hope, thank you. The Original Women's Conference, we partner with Compassion International and support over 1,400 children in Burkina Faso, providing food, education, clothing, medical care, all while in a faith-based community. We also partner with Zoe International on a global level to rescue individuals out of human trafficking, providing aftercare and safety, all while sharing the gospel of Jesus. Zoe has a 99% success rate, and what started in Thailand has now expanded to Japan, Mexico, Australia, and even the United States. In addition to the ministries and organizations that we partner with on a global scale, we have the honor and privilege of partnering with missionaries who are part of the City First family and beyond. Hello everyone, this is Kristen Rachel Coleman. It's Nick and Heather Durek. Hi City First, we're the Tarantinos. We are Jeremy and Tina Skinner, missionaries to Indonesia. We are missionaries to Haiti and Jamaica. Missionaries here at Zoe International in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Over the last year, we've moved to Israel, where God's opened up amazing doors for us. Yeah, this year, because of your generosity, we were able to launch a business as mission platform in an unreached area here in South Sumatra. Thank you guys so, so much for your generosity. We're just so grateful for your generosity. And we are grateful for how you all have stood with us. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you. As alumni of City First Leadership College, we love City First Church and we would not be here without you. Thank you guys so much for helping to make this possible. As you just saw, the City First Leadership College has been sending out world changers for the last three decades. This year, the City First Leadership College celebrates 30 years of discipleship and impact, 30 years of training up leaders that are changing the world around them for Christ. Now, more than ever, the investment into the next generation of godly leadership is in urgent need. Thank you for partnering with us to equip students to go and lead and make a difference for Christ. I am currently standing in our newly renovated chapel. Since it was built in 1971, this room has witnessed thousands and thousands of people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because of your generosity, we were able to make the much needed upgrades to this space and prepare it for another 50 plus years of life-changing ministry. City First Anywhere is reaching people across the globe. This year alone, City First Online Church Services were accessed over 900,000 times in over 60 countries and countless states in America. City First Anywhere is truly a church without walls. This August, we launched a brand new City First Church mobile app, supporting the vision of meeting people at their need right where they are. Also, through our partnership with God Behind Bars, we continue to expand our reach through the Pando app. This year alone, City First has been watched 177,224 times by inmates who are hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you, City First Church.
Not only is City First Church meeting inmates through the Pando app, but we are having in-person services at Hardy Correctional Center. Not too long ago, I got to be with a Hardy location in person. Let me tell you, God is up to something special. Our mission at City First is to introduce everyone to Jesus and teach them to follow Him. And across all of our locations, just this year alone, 2,738 individuals have made the decision to make Jesus the leader and the forgiver of their lives, making heaven more crowded. And 215 people took a next step to publicly declare through water baptism that their old life is gone and the new life in Christ has begun. So to reiterate the Apostle John's words, we don't have the space for the books that could be written for all God has done through City First Church this year alone. Your generosity is making an eternal and lasting impact, changing lives and generations to come. Thank you, City First, for being a part of so many stories of life change. And we know God will continue to write more stories of freedom, breakthrough, hope, and purpose. There is no limit to what God can do when we come together in Jesus' name. All right, come on, put your hands together. God deserves all of the glory for that. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. That is not because of a person or a couple or even a staff or a group of volunteers. It is because of Jesus that that has happened. I'm going to only keep you for a few more minutes. You may go ahead and find But here's my question. If you want to partner with Jesus for the next 365 days and see what he will do in the coming months to be able to change people's lives so that we can give away hope that has been given to us. And one of the things that's very important for you to understand about everything you saw right there, we do all of that in the name of Jesus. It isn't just that we are doing good. We do good in the name of Jesus and communicating his love. And because of that, people understand that there is a God that loves them, a Savior that came to die for them, and a way that they can have new life. So, if you would like to give, and I hope you do, in fact, I hope every single one of you do something. Let's be irrationally generous, knowing that what we give today means that lives will be changed, and because of that, people will be in heaven someday then not only will they be fed and rescued and helped here on this side of eternity, but someday heaven will be their home. And I know this, I can't bring anything with me except my relationship with God and other people. And so Jen and I, we're going to be irrationally generous. We're asking that you would too. And then let's see what God is going to do with our generosity. And I know this, the Bible says that he who refreshes others, in other words, he who gives a cup of cold water, you could say, in Jesus' name, the Bible goes on to say he who refreshes others will be refreshed also, that God will 
bless us. And so some of us today might be even given out of our need, but this is what I know. God notices and he watches. And as we refresh others, he refreshes us. And so I'm going to go ahead and pray. And uh, we're going to just play a song real quickly. And then Jen and I will come up real quickly to close us. But if you would like to give, the information is on the screen. We'll also have physical buckets that will be passed in our physical locations in case you want to give a physical check. And you can use the, um, the little envelope that was on your seat or in your seat back in front of you to do that if you'd like to give check or cash. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, in the next few moments, we ask that you would do what only you can do. As we give, I pray in the next year, that as we, one year from now, watch a video of all that you've done, I pray it would be even bigger, even more people, even more individuals fed, rescued, helped in your name, even more people saved. Lord, we ask that you would do an amazing work. Use our generosity, and God, make room in heaven for more people. In Jesus' name, let's go ahead and give. Amen. Amen. some of you choose this weekend, some of you might choose next weekend based upon 
when you get paid. And I just know this, no matter what weekend you choose or when you choose to give, we know it's going to make an eternal difference. Thank you for being generous. I want to speak just to the individuals in the room real quick. Maybe you're here and you're like, Jen, I've never made room in my heart to make Jesus the leader and forgiver of my life. If you'd like to make that decision today, man, what an incredible opportunity you have. And maybe you're in here and if you need prayer for anything at all, if either one of those are you, we have prayer teams that are available. When you walk out after services dismissed today, be sure to swing out there. To your left, there's red flags out there. You can't miss it. We would just love to come alongside you in your decision that you made or the prayer that you need. Thank you so much, City First, for being a generous church. And let's plan on making room for Jesus this Christmas season. Come back next week for part two. God bless. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.